stated this morning, we will claim being grateful when we agree what God is doing. But God wants us to be grateful even when we don't agree what God is doing. Grateful, grateful, grateful. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We praise your name. We bless you, Lord, for having your way in our lives. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and grace. Now, God, just send preaching power, move by your spirit, convict, convince, if need be, convert. Comfort those that are confused and going through. And we thank you for the victory we have in Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Church, amen. Church, amen again. Praise the name that's above every name. Hallelujah. This morning's second service, we are taking a different text. We're in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. This morning I preached from Acts chapter 1. Taken. This morning, Ephesians chapter 2. The product. 210, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Mm. A predetermined product. A predetermined product. The book of Ephesians, for those of you that are Bible students, are is the New Testament, <clears throat> amen, correlation of the Old Testament book, amen, of Joshua. Joshua was God's new commander to take the children of Israel into the promised land. There were some promises that God had made to their forefathers. And, 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 and if you look at Joshua closely, the book of Joshua begins what we call the, amen, conquest stage because Joshua was to go in and occupy, amen, land and inheritance that did not originally belong to him. He had to conquer the inhabited nations, the Jebusites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and um, they had to go in and fight. The book of Joshua is not a picture of heaven because there's no fighting in heaven. Our inheritance in Christ is settled. 
It's, it's a land of battles and blessings. And, and, and when you look at this book of Joshua, the conquest, the Old Testament correlation to this book of Ephesians, it is a book that God says, I've already given you the land. By faith, go in and you got to fight the enemy. And I will give you the power to defeat the enemy. And then the enemy's booty or the enemy's inheritance becomes yours. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so what makes Joshua and Ephesians <clears throat> a correlation is that Ephesians lays out, amen, the fact that we too have an inheritance in Christ. But we got to fight the flesh. We got to fight Satan. We got to fight bad thoughts. We got to fight bad history. Come on now. We got to we got we got to do some fighting before we can really inherit it, the promises. Can I get a witness? Too too many people just sit in the premises and claim the promises. And God is saying, "No, no, no. You got to go through something to get to the promises. You got to you got to believe, you got to behave, you got to be still, you got to be able, amen, to stand strong and defeat this enemy. So the Apostle Paul is dealing with the, amen, this matter in chapter 1 of Ephesians, what I call supra-knowledge. He's dealing with, amen, uh, this, 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 this wisdom uh, in, ver in verse, in chapter 1, verse 17, 18, being enlightened, being called, amen, with these exceedingly great power and promise, promises of almighty God. Uh, he's, he's dealing with um, two types, if you will, of inheritances. He's dealing with two types of, of uh, uh, battles. He's, he's dealing with Two types of the will of God. Now listen to past. He's dealing with bolema in the Greek and thelema. One, one is you, you have nothing to do with. God did everything according to his will. Can I get a witness? That, that is you and I cannot alter what God has already sanctioned. God, God has already sanctioned his will. And when you look at chapter 1, it talks about his will that, that is, verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an, an inheritance, are you, are you with me? Being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh. Now, now, let's stop because that's a verb. That means that God works everything according to his, listen to this, to his, after the counsel of his own will. And, 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 and that word will uh, uh, deals with bolema and thulema. Thulema is a will that God will allow. Bolema means it, it is unalterable. Some things God has put, put in place that cannot be changed. Can I get a witness? So, 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 so Paul, Paul the apostle, Paul who said under Gamaliel, a great prophet at the University of Jerusalem, Paul who was a Pharisee, Amen. He was a lawyer. Paul studied that Old Testament, knew it like the back of his hand. And, and Paul, 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 Paul begins to give us, if you will, some insights 
to this great inheritance that we call salvation. Can I get a witness? I'm so glad that God worked this thing because if God was waiting on me to work it, I'd be going to hell this morning. If God, if God, if God was waiting on me to be faithful 24-7, uh, uh, I'd be in hell this morning. God, there was some bolema things that God did and didn't leave anything to us. Can I get a witness? When Jesus went on that cross and died and went to the grave and got up with all power in his hands, God didn't ask us to do anything but believe. Can I get a witness? That our inheritance is secure in Jesus Christ. So it's in chapter 2 that Paul begins, listen, in, in, in chapter 2 verse 10, and, and, and you got to understand this, he's dealing with a finished product. And you, and he said, for we are his workmanship. Now, we, we saw just now, uh, Brother Lightfoot, in chapter 1, verse 11, that he worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. God's working. God never stopped working. God's been working. God keeps working. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so when you get to verse 10 of chapter 2, it deals with the fact, that's our text, the word workmanship is poema in the Greek. That's where we get our word poem. Poem. Poem is an expression of experiences, emotions, and, 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 and enlightenment. He says that, listen to this in verse 10, we are his poema. God said, I'm going to make you my poem. You, put your name there, are going to be my poem. Why? Because I'm working a product. Can I get a witness? When I get finished with you, you're going to be a poem. You're going to be a poem that's going to turn everybody on when they read you. You're going to be a poem that's going to excite everybody, amen, when they get definition about your life. I, he says, for we are his poema, workmanship. Now listen to this, created. In Christ Jesus, meaning it wasn't until you got saved that God started making this poem. Oh, I'm preaching up in this place now. You, you, you were not a poem when you were born. You were poison. You were not a poem when you was in the world. You was on your way to hell. You only became a poem when God saved you. Lord, have mercy. And started working something, workmanship, in you. Do I have a witness? And you're not just a poem to sit in the pew, but you're a poem unto good works. I'm going to start programming good works in your life. I'm going to change your nature. I'm going to add the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tamper with your desires. I'm going to disavow your history. I'm going to heal your emotions. I'm going to heal, Lord have mercy, all that hell that's in you. And when I get finished with the poema, it, it's going to be unto, here it is, good works. Well, wait a minute, God. When do you start doing all this before the foundation of the world? I ordained you to walk in them. See, see, the problem in the church is that we're not educated. No, 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 no. Paul says, I would that you would not be ignorant. God don't want no ignoramuses. Yeah. He don't want you to be ignorant of the word. 
Do I have a witness? That, 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 that when you look at this matter of ordain, this is why, and I want to say Matthew's the truth, people that want to tell you they saved, but they are on a continual unsaved track are lying to you. Because my Bible says in Romans 8, 29, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to his image. Now, 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 we don't change overnight. Isn't that right? No, no, no. We don't change overnight. We don't change in one year. We don't change in five years. We don't, some of us don't change in 30 years. It, it takes time. It's called progressive sanctification. Isn't that right? That, that, that the more, not you having God or you having God's word, but God's word and God has you. Do I have a witness? So as we grow in grace, God is creating a new poem. Can I get a witness? So like yesterday, when you run into people you knew years ago, they're reading a new poem. They knew the old poem, but now they're seeing something that's mightily different. Lord, have mercy. He says, he says, he says, uh, uh, we are his workmanship, workmanship, workmanship created in Christ unto good works. Now, let me, let me, let me tell you all this. The poem does not really take place until God sends the power in chapter 2, verse 1. And you, you is understood. I'm talking to everybody. Everybody that's saved. And you have he quickened. You, you have he made a lot. You, you who were a corpse, the walking dead. I, I know y'all like that picture. The walking dead. And, and, and let's, let's examine the text. And you have he made alive. That, 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 that infers that if God made me alive, I must have been dead before God got on the scene. Can I get a witness? And, and, and it's right there in the text. It's right there in the text. It's right there in the text. And you have he quickened who were dead zombies in trespasses and sins. We were zombies. We, we were dead. We were doomed. We were depraved. We were disobedient. Come on now. We were destined for hell. You, whom God hath made alive, Lord, have mercy. Now, the deep thing about God is that God does the reversal of what man does when he's inventing something. See, if man makes a light bulb, he tests the light bulb to make sure it works before he puts it on the market. God puts me and you on the market and we blinking. Y'all ain't getting this. But we've got his word that when he finishes, we're going to shine... And we're going to outshine folk that ain't saved. And you, Raymond Gordon, have he quickened, he made alive. 
when you was dead in trespasses. Said, now let me stop. What, what did it mean to be dead in trespasses? Well, there's certain things in the world I loved. I was dead in them. Dead. Lust, dead. Sin, dead. Fun, dead. People, uh, Jeannie said, can we have clean fun? I'm just learning how to have clean fun. <laughs> can I get a witness? Because most of my fun in the world wasn't clean. Are y'all going to talk back to me or what? I couldn't laugh at a joke unless they was cussing and talking about somebody. Can I get a witness? In fact, in fact, come on now. We, you know, God came in with a cleanup program. Thank God that he cleaned us up. Thank God. Thank God that he gave us a different point of conception. We, we are born again. We are blood washed and blood bought. And we, we have a different mindset. We have a different will. We have different desires. And, and, and you didn't do that on your own. Uh, uh, Paul says that God had to take power to clean us up. Power. And every once in a while in my saved state, somebody say something dirty but it's funny, I, I begin to smirk at the Holy Ghost. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. that old man comes down. How many of y'all know about the old man? That old man will rise up, won't he? Won't that old man come back? Won't that old man, yeah, uh, give us some suggestions? Won't that old man give us some choice words? Uh-huh. Won't that old man... Return us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. Because the Christian has two natures, an old and a new. The old capacity and the new capacity. And every once in a while, we're in conflict every day. And the old wins out over the new. Romans 7, Paul said, you know what, wait a minute, I've been saved 20 years. This is Paul talking. He wrote Romans 7. He was saved 20 years. He said, you know what? The word I is 25 times mentioned. And what letter is in sin? Sinner letter is I. He said, with my mind, I serve the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin. We struggle with the old man. Don't we struggle? And we got to be careful with this old man because the old man can send a text message in a heartbeat. You know what you can do? Don't, don't say it. 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 Don't go there. Don't go there. Don't go there. And you, it's the power of of God's origin in our lives has he quickened. Now, yesterday I was down at the park and I'm running to all these guys I knew 35, 40 years ago. And some of them just couldn't help themselves. They, man, they, you know, we started off clean. Man, good to see you. I watch you on TV. And then inadvertently, they talked to one another. They got to cussing. I said, <laughs> and, oh, excuse me, Ray, excuse me, excuse me, Ray. And I just smirk, I just smile because I understand, listen, I, I understand the origin. 
Do I have a witness? I, 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 I understand the origin. I understand where we came from. Do I have a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Paul says that this origin, we were dead men walking. So say I want to get married and I'm a dead man marrying a dead woman. You talking about a dead marriage. Are y'all listening to pastor? In the name of Jesus. That child of God, he moves from the origin, watch this now, to the obligation. Wherein in times past, you walked, you lived according to the blueprint of the world. Well, what blueprint? Well, I, I used to smoke. I wasn't a heavy smoker, but I noticed when I smoked, when I was drinking, when I finished eating, and leave that one alone, I, I, I used to light up a cigarette. Lit up a cigarette. Just the garrison. So, we laughing, but that cigarette was linked to other stuff. Our sins are linked to other stuff. Are y'all getting this? They're linked. He says, look at the obligation. Times past, she walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That is, Satan was your daddy. Turn to your neighbor and say, Satan was my daddy. I ain't talking about your real daddy. Satan was my spiritual daddy. He probably was your real daddy too, but he was your spiritual daddy. Satan was my, Satan was my daddy. Satan was my daddy. Satan, say it, Kirby. Satan was my daddy. Satan was my daddy. Lord, have mercy. Prince of the power of the air. The spirit that right now is working in the children of what? Disobedience. He, he poisoned us. We've been poisoned. We've been poisoned by our spiritual daddy. And see, see that's why when, when we as a church talk about prayer and wisdom and seeking the face of God, we, we cannot allow ourselves outside of Christ to come up with solutions. Because our solutions are from a spoiled perspective. Can I get a witness? Our experiences are from our evil interminglings. That's all it is. Check, check it out. He's talking about in times past. Now, I ain't talking about this morning. At least I don't think I am. But, but, but in times past, my daddy was the devil. Mm-hmm. And, and why do you got to know that your daddy was the devil? Because, uh, yeah, he programmed us. He programmed us with a whole lot of mess that God said, if you're going to be my poema, if I'm going to make you my poem, I got to clean all this stuff up. Do I have a witness? That, that things you think you need, you really don't need. Things you think you want, you really don't want. 
Oh, y'all getting quiet up in here now. Amen. Things you think will excite you will not excite you. It's all a lie. Go home and read Ecclesiastic. Vanity, vanity, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. Soap bubble in the bathtub. Touch it, it bursts. That was Solomon talking. Now, who knew better than Solomon? That boy had 700 wives, 300 concubines. The boy, wait a minute. The boy said, I had made sir, men servants. I had gold. I had silver. I was the richest. I was the wise. I had it all. And here's my conclusion. It's all vanity. And it's vexation of spirit. See, we, we're listening to a man that had it. You and I don't have it. Do I have a witness? Yeah, we don't have it. And he said, I did it all. I had it all. Amen. I availed myself to it all. And my conclusion is, you better fear God and keep his commandments. Nah. He moves with the origin. He moves, <laughs> oh, Lord, with the obligation. <sighs> And, 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 then, and then verse 3, Lord have mercy, uh -huh. among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. That's what felt good. Man, do you know what we would do for what feels good? Felt good. Felt good for you to lie to me. You are the greatest. That feels good. <laughs> Felt good for you to exaggerate. That's another lie. Felt good, Sister Garrison. Felt good. So, you, you smiling. What felt good, babe? <laughs> felt, felt good. She said the piano. What, what, what felt good? That's my baby. Just leave me alone. He, he, look, look, look at this. I'm going to get out your way. In times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and whereby nature, children of wrath, by nature. Daddy was my, uh, the, you know, the devil was my daddy. Yeah, my feelings and my flesh was what I lived for. Do I have a witness? Yeah. He moves to the operation of God, but God, look at that conjunction, strong conjunction, but God blew my party. But God turned everything out, but God stopped where I was going and put me on a street called Street. But, but, but God, who is rich in mercy. Now, 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 wait a minute, Paul. Paul, I got to examine these words, Paul. Grace is love I don't deserve. I know God gave me that, but mercy is not giving me what I do deserve. So God is already saying, you know what you deserve? You deserve hell. You deserve a whipping. You deserve this. You deserve that. But in, instead of giving you what you deserve, I'm going to give you what you need. I'm, I'm going to have mercy on you. I, here's what God did with Israel. I'm going to blink at your sin. I'm going to turn my head when you tick me off. I'm going to be long-suffering. He says, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead 
in sins. That, 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 that word dead means that we couldn't help ourselves. We, we were controlled by this flesh. Controlled by this flesh. Look at this. See, this is why we cannot judge the unsaved. We so quick to want to judge somebody. Lord have mercy. We so quick want to, man, how could they do that? Well, how could you do what you did? Are y'all getting this? We were dead in sins. He quickened us together with Christ for by grace you saved and has raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ. Now, 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 understand what Paul is saying, the origin gave us a sense of our past obligation, which gave us a sense of, of, of God's overwhelming uh, mercy. And then he deals with the objective of all of this, which is the purposeful statement in verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show us, Lord have mercy, the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. The word ages denotes dispensation, that as dispensations pass, as we go into the future, into the eternal state, God always has in place a replica of redemption of where he brought you from. See, this is what I can't figure out, Sister uh, uh, Garrison. Jesus is sitting on the throne with nail prints still in his hands. He's got holes in his hands on the throne. He's got a hole in his side on the throne. He's got holes in his feet on the throne. Why? Because forever... He will remind the redeemed the payment he had to pay. And, and child of God, when, 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 when you and I are going wrong, all Jesus got to do is hold up his hands. Lord, have mercy. And, and, and you see the nail prints in his hands that he died for all my sins. Lord, have mercy. Look, look at this. Look at this. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Now, 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 let me show you how deep this is. Turn to chapter 3 real quick. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm going to do it now. Chapter 3, verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly place, those are angels, he might be, known, by, by, might be known by the church, the manifold what? Now, this text says God is so deep that the angelic hosts don't understand why in the world would a holy God fool with us? When the angels rebelled in heaven, you booted them out and you promised them they was going to burn in a lake of fire. They call fallen angels. Why is it that as rebellious as we are, as filthy as we are, you decide to clean us up and put us out there like we never sinned? Lord, have mercy. That Listen, listen, listen. And, and, and what verse 10 is saying in chapter 3 is that he's teaching the angels something about the wisdom and grace of God. That, that, that means angels are not omniscient. They don't know everything. They're scratching their heads. They're trying to figure this thing out. 
And, and in fact, the reason they're scratching their heads is because your personal angel is sitting down right beside you. Hebrews 1.14. And they were assigned to you. They Listen, they weren't assigned to you when you got saved. They were assigned to you when you came out your mother's womb. Lord, because they knew you were going to be heirs and joint heirs. So, so come on, let's paint this picture. I'm coming in for landing. So when I came out my mother's womb at Pennsylvania Hospital, ate from Spruce, and they spanked me, and I, and I came out, my angel was right there. When I went to elementary school, my angel was right there. When I went to junior high and high, my angel was right there. When I went in the military, the angel was right there. But wait a minute. When I went where I wasn't supposed to go, my angel was right there. When I checked in the hotel under a false name, the angel said, this Negro's lying. Do I have a witness? Y'all ain't getting this. When you smoked that pipe, when you snorted that stuff, when you, amen, popped pills, when, when you fornicated, adulterated, when you lied, 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 your angel was right there. When you gossiped about the pastor, when you ran somebody down, when you put yourself higher than somebody else, when you thought you was all that in a bag of chips, your angel was right there. When you used God's name in vain, your angel was right there. When you didn't believe the word of God, your angel was right there. When you rebuked the promises, your angel was right there. When you got angry with your husband and wife, your angel was right there. When you told your kids to go to hell, your angel was right there. So the angels begin to scratch their head. Lord Jesus, we understand our old dynamics, how to fly from planet to planet. We understand how to fight Lucifer, Satan, and his demons. But we cannot fathom why did you save this man? What in the world? He's tampered with pornography. He's been out in the streets. I'm preaching up. He, he's gambled. He, he drank. He got high. He cussed. Come on now. Can I? Why in the world? Why in the world would you save him? And Jesus says, because when I finish, He's going to be my poema. He's going to be my poem. He's going to be my witness. He's going to be sold out for my name. Can I get a witness? He's going to stand when others are going to fall. He, he's going to speak up when others get silent. Can I get a witness? He will not be ashamed of who I am. Uh, when I get finished with this poem, when his life is read, everybody's going to back up. They're going to say, because we knew him from whence. He was no good but God who's rich in mercy. He's going to be my pawn. I'm going to get praise from his life. Can I get a witness? And I'm going to make his life a product 
of righteousness because I'm working this thing. I'm working out his sins. I'm, I'm working everything together for the good. I'm working his ups and downs. I'm working his lack of wisdom. I'm working his filth to faith. I'm, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And I just keep on working him. Doesn't the Lord keep on working him? When we mess up, the Lord just keep on working. When we can't believe his word, the Lord keeps on working. When we feel like dying, the Lord keeps on working. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord keeps on working. When I feel like killing myself, the Lord keeps on working. He's working this thing out. Can I get a witness? And we know that all things, all things are working together for the good of them who love the Lord and them who are called according to his purpose. So we are his poem. Can I get a witness? Not Jack and Jill, but we are his poem. Can I get a witness? And the poem, the poeticness of our lives is our testimonies. Can I get a witness? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my high tower. I was messed up and hell bound, but God, who's rich in mercy. As Jeannie said, he will, won't he do it, saints? He will, won't he do it, saints? He will, yes, he will. He'll do far, exceedingly and abundantly and above that all we ask or think to the only wise God, our Savior. Can I get a witness? See, the Lord started off with a poison of filth, and he turns us into a poem. I may not be everything I ought to be, but thanks. I said thanks. I said thanks. Be to God, I'm not what I used to be. Can I get a witness? I'm blood washed, and blood bought, and born again, names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Can I get a witness? He touched my mind. He touched my feet. He touched my will. Say yeah. And I'm so glad that I'm on my way to Beulah Land. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We're going to sing and shout the victory. Say, yeah, I'm a poem. I was a poison. I was a pullout. But God is making me a poem. Thank you, Lord. And all of heaven is looking at me saying, you know what? The Lord has made a difference in that boy's life. The Lord has blessed that boy. The Lord is leading that boy. The Lord is guiding that boy. Can I get a witness? 
and you got to look at the product and not always the process. You got to look at the finished product and when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. Forget what you are today. And when I come forth, I'll be like pure, tested, Go, 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 go. Raymond Gordon, you are my poem. I'm making a poem out of your life. Thank you, Jesus. And everybody that reads that poem, they're not going to give you the credit. They're going to praise my name. Can I get a witness? Because I'm a God that's too wise to make a mistake. Let's stay on our feet this morning. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Don't play with this. If you need to be born again, blood washed, blood bought. Once you accept Christ in your life, believing he's the son of God and God the son, he died for all your sins, past, present, and future. You ask him into your life, ABC, admit, believe, and confess. He will save you this morning and write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. You will not face hell. You will be born again forevermore. And then he will give you the Holy Spirit this morning to begin the cleanup process so you too can become a poem. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved. Just be honest with God and be honest with yourself. Raise your hand. You want to give your life to Jesus. Just put your hand in there. Is there one? Don't be ashamed. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Just one. Just raise your hand. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church in Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? Praise God. You may be seated. We're transitioning to the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion. Shh. No talking. No, don't reach. Don't reach. Don't reach. Don't reach. Don't reach. When the night he was betrayed, he took bread, broke it, said, take it, this is my body that's been broken for you. Three things I want to say to you. Examination. If a man would examine himself, he would not be judged by God. Exaltation of Christ, extenuating circumstances of this Lord's Supper. Jesus never used an, an adjective. He didn't say whoever is worthy. None of us are worthy. He used an adverb worthily in a worthily manner that when you do this do it with right discernment can i get a witness this is symbolic of his body and blood as often as you do this you show remembrance of me till i come back now reach down to your baskets grab your flax if you're not saved do not partake you'll be eating and drinking damnation to your soul praise jesus Shh, do it quietly the wafer symbolic of his body that was crucified on a cross, placed in the grave, and he resurrected the third morning. Let's all partake of the wafer, which is symbolic of his body. Again, if you're not saved, do not partake. Think about, discern the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. Followed by the grape juice. The grape juice is symbolic of his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Amen. Let's stay on our feet. Dispose of 
these elements properly. Let's stand on our feet. Mm. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. I want to be a poem for my God. Father, bless us. Thank you for working in and through our lives. Bless every family on the sound of my voice. Bless Brother Bremen. Bless Brother Neil Fagan. Bless those that need healing in the name of Jesus. And as we leave this place with never your presence, dismiss us with your choices, benediction. In the name of God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Sign up for the marriage retreat at the table. Saturday is Wildwood. Get all the information you need. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday at CORE. Amen. We finished preaching at 11 o'clock. Isn't that something? 11 o'clock. God bless you. You are out.